Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips and picks. I'm your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as a sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, January 12th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com slash new for explanations, goals, community rules, full recommendations on wager scaling and where to find additional picks. If you're new here, this is a, a little bit of a different setup here is I am uh, not at home traveling here for the next several days. Uh, I've, I've been meaning to mention this. Jake was, uh, many of you know, out of the country for a week, enjoyed a little vacation uh, then comes back to the States and ends up a jury duty. So he was out for that. Uh, cousin Jared was going to join me today. Uh, he had to miss because his sister-in-law went into labor. So uh, a lot of things happening around here, but Jake is uh, scheduled to be back with us tomorrow that we can get kind of back on our regularly scheduled programming. So for those of you who missed Jake, uh, he should be back soon. Uh, as always, though, remember there are no locks in gambling. So suddenly parts it's picks into two categories, plays and leans. I only make official picks from one sports book. So the model leans are where shopping around for better numbers and prices, maybe waiting out a little bit and seeing what the number does can help. This episode will only cover what are determined to be the best slash most interesting games of the day, but for results of the totality of picks, these, the model plays and all of the plays today found on Patreon and TikTok. Can be found both on BetSafe and the Google Sheet. Links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains the full set of projections and picks on every single game. And for early access to that, to get it right when those picks are made, check out the Patreon. That link's in the crawler below and in the show description. It's also where you can access the Discord chat. It's the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with a lot of other fun that we have over there, including discussion about sports that we don't even cover on this show. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable, each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Um, Monday went great. Tuesday, less so. Uh, again, as I'm always saying, who knows how Wednesday's going to go. Not a single game has started yet. This is Wednesday afternoon recording this. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we can keep going strong. The biggest thing that I, I want to make sure I communicate, sometimes I, I do a bad job of making sure I, I communicate well. It, it's, a, it's a personal flaw I've tried to work on here. The model plays... I recommend making sure y'all check those out and look at those beyond just what we talk here. I'm only talking about the big games here because some of the smaller games, there's just less to talk about and it's less exciting, but that doesn't mean there's not some good value to be found there. Uh, those uh, start off decent strong, a little bit of a funk here as of late. And, and I mentioned that where a lot of the numbers were moving that direction and we just had some bad beats some bad luck. Um, it wasn't just us. The numbers moving that direction, just kind of indicating that the way people were reading the market was the same way we were and, and the people who are putting big bucks and are really respected. We're, we're, we're losing too. So that's worth a little bit of comfort, I guess. Um, the models bounce back a little bit here this week. Those model plays, I believe we're like nine and six or something here the first two days. Hopefully those continue to be strong. So just make sure you check those out as well. Again, covering the big games here. And if you want my best picks, that's where the plays of the day are. Again, I'll give you one for free on TikTok. Um, and then uh, the rest of them on Patreon. Today's show is going to look a little bit different though. There are a lot of games in here that are play of the day worthy. Um, that I'm not going to actually put on those plays today because there's just a lot happening here on this Thursday. A lot of uh, a lot of 
meh games. A lot of mediocre games. A deep slate with a lot of games, but a lot of the good teams and good matchups here happen to be on Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so uh, a couple of games I'm going to slide in here that may not be as high quality as some of the stuff we talked about a few days ago, but are, are just really great games, I think, uh, to invest in. So I'll kind of mention those that they're play of the day worthy, but they won't get those highlighted uh, in those other segments uh, as we get to those. But before we do, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any college basketball and will be your college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out yet. If you haven't, lots of great benefits we found over there above and beyond what we do here. You get plays of the day. You can get access to that Discord chat. Um, you can get ad-free shows. You can get lots of goodies over there. Just early access all the way around from plays of the day early access to show early access to projection early access. Lots of good stuff over there. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. That's where you can go for that. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description and current as the time of this recording here on Wednesday afternoon. Yet again, another sad day with no afternoon games here on Thursday. So we'll kick it off at 530 Central with Minnesota at Ohio State. Obviously not the greatest quality game as you can see here. Ohio State's a 15-point favorite. And I passed over a couple of other bigger spreads. Uh, because I just didn't think they were as investable of opportunities as this one. It's a bigger spread. Minnesota seemingly has fallen to the bottom of the Big Ten. We talk about how just how strong of a conference it is. Nebraska kind of showing a pulse. Penn State being a solid team. Rutgers now being pretty good. Right, A lot of the teams that used to be kind of the bottom feeders uh, are, are, are at least showing promise, showing some signs, being okay. Minnesota seemingly the one team in the conference that's um, just not up to snuff. And I think they're going to have a hard time here in Columbus. We're going to lay, lay it with Ohio State, minus 15. This is play of the day worthy. Now, it's not going to make in that segment because I'm talking about it here, and I don't want to be over-invested in it in different places. But just as an FYI, if, if there was no show, this would be mentioned in the write-up for the plays of the day. The model says this should be Ohio State minus 19. It's a strong enough edge that it gets to the top of the top plays, the ones that do a little bit better than the model plays themselves. One of the better plays – here of the week, in my opinion, again, a lot of good ones today. This is one of them. Uh, bottom line is I think this is closer to 20 than 15, maybe even closer to 25. I don't know what else to say about it other than Ohio State's pretty dang good at home and, and Minnesota's not. I mean, it's that simple. We can dive a little deeper and talk about, you know, Minnesota, just a very average team on offense and defense, maybe a little bit below average in both. And that's across the country. When you talk about for Big Ten standards, that really falls to the bottom of how strong the conference is. Ohio State, one of the better offenses in the country. Defensively, a little bit less to be desired. Uh, a solid defense, um, but that offense is extremely efficient, and they should have their way with this Minnesota team. So we're going to lay the 15 with them. The model's been pretty spot on. Uh, on these two teams over the last month or so. So there's nothing really um, to see there with regards to, to biases that I think is anything. I just think, well, I think just numbers best price. I think uh, I'm always hesitant to lay big numbers here. Uh, once you get to conference play, the model starts to shrink these numbers, thinking that games start getting closer as the season goes along. But uh, even shrinking this one a little bit, I can still get it down to 19.3. Uh, I think 15 is a great price to lay with Ohio State. Uh, we're 6 1 fading Minnesota. And I don't see why that changes here. With regards to total, it's 137 models. is 137.5. Not really worth messing with. I think, again, your best angle here is just laying it with the Buckeyes. Sticking in the Big Ten, 6 p.m. Central, Michigan at Ohio. Much better game here. One of the top games of the night with regards to uh, quality. This is a model play as well on, on Iowa at minus four. But minus four is as high as it wants to play it. It does not want to play it any higher than that. Model says 5.4. So it would lean Iowa. 
at Iowa minus five or minus four and a half or something like that. But it, it doesn't recommend playing them unless you've got enough of that wiggle room there and four is that number where it wants um, Iowa. That's where it is now. So four or lower is a recommended play, not play of the day worthy, but a model recommendation here. Iowa minus four. Again, a, the model has struggled with Iowa zigging and zagging. The bottom line is you just never really know what you're going to get with them. They're so reliant on the three ball, but I like their chances more so at home, given, you know, when you have teams that shoot the ball a lot, teams tend to shoot the ball better at home in college. So uh, I think that gives us a little bit better of an edge here. Obviously you've got a pretty big home court edge there as you do in a lot of the places in the big 10. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think I was just a little bit better of a team than Michigan. And then you give them the home court edge. They should be able to cover a number like this. But again, four is about as high as I'd like to go, where I feel good about the play, considering the fact that as, as the number gets higher, there are just so many ways that Iowa can win the game but lose the bet. So Iowa minus four having the push protection there, I think offers a little bit of value, and I think it's worth a play. Model agrees. Again, at four, no higher. Total on this one is 155, and sideline says 155 and a half. So another situation where I think the total is very well priced, whether it should be 155 and a half, 154 and a half, whatever. It's close enough that I just don't think it's worth messing with. There will be a lot of points in this game. There will be a lot of tempo. There will be a lot of offense. Um, you know, at, at some point when you have these really high numbers, you start thinking it's hard to get there. So maybe think under, but with these two teams and the way they play, the way Iowa can shoot the ball, I wouldn't want to do that either. So I, I'm just sticking, staying away from the total. I'm just going to lay it with Iowa here at home. Two more 6 p.m. Central games, a little bit more under the radar ones, but I think are great investments. 6 p.m. Central, Coastal Carolina getting 7.5 at Old Dominion. This is not only a model play, but again, one that rises to the top of the top here and would be play of the day worthy, getting just this many points. Uh, getting 7, getting 7.5 is a great investment on Coastal Carolina. Old Dominion's the better team, and they're at home, but they're the better team by only the slimmest of margins. It's not by enough to be favored by this much. The model says it should be Old Dominion minus four and a half. So again, that three points of wiggle room there is just so much that the model says this is a great investment opportunity. Getting seven and a half points with Coastal Carolina, I think they can hang around. These two teams, um, again, pretty similar to each other. Coastal Carolina plays a little bit faster. Um, you know, their defense is a little bit worse, but I mean, it, it's just kind of rounding air, I guess is what I would say. And the Old Dominion at home is more likely to win. Model says that they win this um, in the ballpark of uh, 66% of the time. So I'm not looking money line unless I get something that at least starts with a two with Coastal Carolina, but there's just a lot of ways Old Dominion wins a tight contest. Total on this one's 139 and the model says 136. So the model would lean under. It's not a big enough edge for me to play it, but if we are on the south side of 140 being a lower score game, that makes it just a little bit more likely that we can keep this a lower scoring, closer ball game. And that favors anytime you can get seven and a half points. You're going to grab all these points close to Carolina. Again, play of the day worthy and one I think is a good investment opportunity. We've struggled at times back in Coastal Carolina. I want to be fully transparent with that, but We've also gone seven and three fading Old Dominion. We've backed them four times and gone three and one. So we've done really well with Old Dominion. So my confidence in this pick, you might say, well, Coastal hasn't been that great to us. And, and they haven't, but we've had a great read on Old Dominion. So at least we have a very good read on one of these two teams. If this were down in the six range, five range, a little bit different story, but seven and a half. Again, just too many points to pass up. So I'm going to grab all those points with Coastal.
And the last one of the six o'clock games here, Youngstown State at Detroit, like the last game, this is one that you can find on ESPN Plus, um, a Horizon League game that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, to be completely honest. Youngstown, I think, is a decent team, a little above average. Troy, I think, is pretty far below average. Some of the games in Detroit, but I don't personally think the Horizon offers the largest of home court advantages, at least relative to uh, you know at least a half dozen, maybe another dozen conferences in college basketball. The travel seems to be, for the most part, relatively close to each other. The arenas aren't that big. They usually aren't that packed, for most games at least. And you've got a Detroit team that's 6-11. and 11. So, I, I, look, if you're a Detroit fan and you're pumped about this team in this season, I Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry if this offends you, but I just can't see Detroit fans being that excited about a 6-11 and team here on a a random Thursday night. And that doesn't mean they don't show up and pack the place. I I don't don't know. I I don't live there. I don't think I know anybody who's who's been there. So maybe one of you has and you can comment about this. But I just don't see it being a massive home court edge. I think Youngstown's just a much better team. I think they're going to go on the road and get the job done and get the win. Here, I'm going to get a point with them. But whether it's getting a point or a pick them – the sidelines is they on average win by 3.1 points and around a pick them here is again, another game that is play of the day worthy. Uh, I just think this is a massively mispriced line. It's one of the rare cases where I look at the team's records. I say Youngstown's 12 and five Detroit six and 11. I'd say that seems about right. I mean, Youngstown's just a much better team than Detroit. So again, the home court will help Detroit, but I don't think it helps them get the win here. I just think it helps them keep it close and getting a point or about a pick them. They can keep it close all they want. As long as Youngstown wins, uh, we're going to cash this ticket. So I think it's a great investment opportunity here on Youngstown. Um, in fact, when you look at recently, the model's actually underestimated just how good Youngstown's been and actually overestimated Detroit. So if that trend continues and the model's still playing a little bit of catch-up, maybe Youngstown average wins this more like by three and a half or four. So again, uh, just a really confusing line here. I think it's a great chance to play Youngstown here, a little bit of an under-the-radar game, in a game where – Detroit has a good offense. Youngstown doesn't have a good defense, but Youngstown's offense is better than Detroit's, and Detroit's defense is much worse uh, than Youngstown. So Youngstown should have an edge. Uh, they're, you know, they're better offense and, and less bad defense. I don't want to say better defense because their defense isn't good, but it's, it's not as bad as Detroit. So great opportunity there to back Youngstown State. Total on this one, 157.5, so it should be a lot of fun. Again, good offenses and bad defenses. So it should be a game that if you want to keep it on one of your TV sets or, or our screens, um, not a bad idea because there should be points that should make it entertaining. Model thinks uh, closer to 160, so it would lean over, not strong enough for a play. Uh, but again, in a game with a lot of points, I, I, I give the edge to the team that's got the better offense facing the worst defense. Uh, doesn't really matter about the location here in this one because it's not like they're playing um, you know, at Michigan or at Michigan State or at Ohio State. There's these places that would be geographically close to Detroit, but um, you know, not quite the same atmosphere. To the APM games, Southern Miss at Marshall. Southern Miss is 14 and 3 on the season. Marshall 13 and 4. This is a very interesting Sunbelt game. Marshall is favored by seven. And Sideline says they should be favored by 6.2. The model leans Southern Miss, but seven isn't enough for me uh, or the model. Uh, the model instead, if it was going to play Southern Miss once eight and a half points, I can see playing them at eight. Uh, the model wants the half because there is a little bit of extra value if it lands eight, getting the win, then the push, given that your capital would be used up for this. And there are a lot of games on the slate. So uh, your capital might be at a little bit of a premium here on a, on a Thursday night. Uh, but at least at eight, I, I feel more comfortable playing Southern Miss. But seven, it, 
there's just not enough value there for me personally. Marshall's the better team uh, solidly and at home. They should win. I don't know how the end of this one's going to go. I can see Southern Miss hanging around and losing by four. I can see late fouls getting it out to nine. Um, you know, maybe a backdoor in this seven range. Again, it should be interesting to see how well Southern Miss can hang around. They've been great to betters, 10 and four against the number of the season. And we've backed them in 13 of those 14 games and gone 10 and three. Uh, the one time that we faded them, uh, we were successful. So we've been doing really well with Southern Miss. Um, the issue is that uh, Marshall has 11 and five against the numbers. So they've also been a really good team to back. Again, at seven is just a pass. Who knows what the number is doing? So kind of go through all that because by the time you watch this or if you rewatch this later or you keep an eye on the number, if that changes off a of seven, that kind of affects that. Again, if it gets to eight, I'd be on Southern Miss. Uh, for Marshall, you know, maybe five. The model is really looking for four. So I have to drop quite a bit from where it is now to back Marshall. But I'm going to give you a play on the total here. It's 145. And I'm going to go over that. The model says 146.6. And it's been very spot on with these two teams' totals here as of late. And in fact, if anything, it's actually just underestimated how many points. So I think 147 is probably a better number. And the fact that the model's been just so spot on with how these teams are playing gives it just a little bit more confidence in going over here on a number like 145. There should be a lot of points. Uh, Marshall plays really fast and is a great offense. And at home should score a lot of points. And it's again, that's why I like the over. I'm not sure if Southern Miss can hang in there. That's why I said I just don't really like playing the side one way or the other. Um, but I think Marshall's going to get a lot of points. Southern Miss will get enough i think to get this over the question is going to get enough to cover and that's what i don't know but i think sticking to the over makes a lot of sense 8 30 p.m central gonzaga at byu the zags been a little bit of a down team if you've been backing them as they are four and 12 against the number uh, we've long talked about them this season their struggles um, inability to put teams away, inability to start fast. They've had a lot of slow starts. If they start slow on the road here against a decent BYU team, um, they got a chance to lose this game. Model still says that they went on average by 7.3. They're six and a half point favorites. So it's not a game that I think has enough of an edge to back. We're almost there with Gonzaga, but I'm really holding off on six. That's where it becomes a model play. Six and a half, knowing um, that the game could land on seven, it's just not worth it there. But again, if it gets to six, I'd play Gonzaga with hesitancy just because of the way they've played. But the bottom line is they still are much more talented than BYU. And as disappointing as Gonzaga's been, BYU hasn't really been that much more exciting. Um, they've been 500 against the number, maybe playing a little bit better as of late, but just still solidly behind the Zags. And so again, if he gets on to six, that's where I play Gonzaga at six and a half. I'm holding off for now, but instead I do like a play on the total here. It's 149 and I'm going to go over this. The model says 154. Both of these teams play pretty fast. And of course we know Gonzaga has a great offense. The concern here is that BYU's defense is very good, but 
when BYU plays, if they play in a lower scoring game, it's partially going to be the other team slowing them down because as good as BYU's defense is, they score a lot of points simply, and they give up a lot of points simply because they play fast. It's not about the bad defense. It's just when you have more possessions, you have more points, right? It's a pretty simple concept to understand. Their defense is good, but it, they play fast and playing against a fast team, there should be enough possessions. There should be a lot of points. And on top of that, while BYU's defense is good, Gonzaga's offense is still better than BYU's defense. And so because of that, I think Gonzaga's going to have the edge on offense. Gonzaga's defense just hasn't been that inspiring. They're not that bad. They'll, they'll, they'll hold their own probably against BYU, whose offense is, again, gets points more so from pace than anything else. But BYU at home is still going to score. There's going to be a lot of points in this one. So I'm going to go over 149. And again, if it drops to six, that's where I'm backing the Zags. Going to back it up here to close out the main segment with two pack 12 games, 8 p.m. Central. Arizona State at Oregon. Oregon is a three and a half point home favorite against, as a nine and seven team, against a 13 and three Arizona State team. Now, partially, this is Oregon who just was ravished with injuries um, early on in the season, finally getting a little bit healthier, which helps them out. Arizona State's had a, a great season. So I think it's 3.4. So at three and a half is just not worthy of an investment. Either direction, the model does give a lean here to Arizona State getting the three and a half. It's not anywhere near playing though. Uh, if if it, it until the number gets out all the way to five and a half, that's where it would need to get to play Arizona State. Um, it's a pretty well priced line. It's the bottom line here, and so I'm going to avoid that. Instead, I'm going to focus on the total here, 135 and a half, and we're going to go under this total. The model says 133.4. You've got better defenses than offenses here. And that's not to take anything away from Oregon's offense that is good. It's just that Oregon's offense, as good as they are, is going to face a defense in Arizona State's actually better than their offense. And Arizona State's got a decent offense, but they're going to face a, a defense with an Oregon that's better than their offense. So I just like the fact that both defenses have an edge over the offense in this one. The pace should be relatively average. Neither team plays fast or slow. So we kind of know what we're going to get from tempo-wise here. I just see this game having a hard time getting really close to an average number of points, given the defenses are going to have the edge. So it's really that simple. I like the under here, 130. 35 and a half. Don't want to play it too much lower than this. Again, given the model says 133 and a half, but I think 130 is more likely to happen than 135. So it's an underplay for me there. And then to the last big game before we get to our overtime game, 10 p.m. Central, Stanford at Washington, sticking out there in the Pac-12. We've got a model play here on Washington, minus one, not play of the day worthy, but a good edge here laying the point with Washington. It would not be a play of the day, um, you know, reasonably until it got to maybe even money or so on the, on the money line. So you're getting close, but you're not quite there yet. Stanford's the better team. But on the road, I think they're going to have a hard time here. These Pac-12 road trips we talk about are often tough. We give a pretty big home court edge a lot of times in, in, in this conference because of the long travel situations, um, the the fact that they stay there for a couple of days. It just creates wonky situations. The home teams just tend to do a lot better here in these uh, games. So I think Washington has an edge. I think they can win. Again, you might say Stanford's 5-10, and 10, Washington's 9-8. and eight. How is Stanford the better team? It has to do with who they played. Stanford's had a much tougher schedule than Washington, who hasn't played very many teams at all. So I do acknowledge, I do think that Stanford is the better team, 
but I think that they're not better by enough. I think it's only by the smallest of margins, and I think Washington can get the job done. Model says Washington minus three, so the model just says Stanford is just barely better um, than Washington, so laying one here is, again, a model play and a great uh, option in my book. Total 137, models is 135.3, but has underestimated the points in these two teams, so uh, 137, I think, is priced really well. Wouldn't be something I mess with one way or the other. And that takes us to overtime. We're going to stick up in the Pacific Northwest here for another late game, 9 p.m. Central, Northern Arizona at Portland State. I'm going to lay the six with Portland State. I think they're much better than Northern Arizona. And at home, I think laying six should be pretty easy. I think there's a good chance they run away with this game in the second half. Or if nothing else, laying six is not the most difficult number to cover with any bit of late fouls and reasonable free throw shooting. Uh, the model says this should be Portland State minus 9.2. I think 10 is a lot more likely than 5 in this one. Again, I just think Portland State's a much better team at home. That's a long road trip from Arizona up to Portland State, so that kind of matters too. Um, it's really as simple as Portland State. Um, not a good defense, but a better defense in Northern Arizona – and on top of that, uh, Northern Arizona just plays kind of a normal style of basketball, kind of normal tempo, but Portland State plays really fast. And that can work to their advantage when they are playing teams um, you know, that can't really do anything with that. Now, if they're playing a team that's really slow and better and they can slow them down and get them out of that game, that's going to really give Portland State a hard time. But this isn't one of those situations because Portland State, again, wants to play fast and Northern Arizona does not have the defense to stop it. So I think Portland State at home is able to play their style of basketball and their style of basketball playing up-tempo. They should score at will here. I think they can run away from Northern Arizona at some point in the second half and win by much more than six. So it's a great, again, a play of the day worthy type pick right here, I think, is a great investment here. Way under the radar, but one I think you should be looking at here for your overtime play. That's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content. Provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow. Again, hopefully we can have Jake's triumphant return with more college basketball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.